Hey legends, welcome along to Scheme Me Up Body, the science fiction appreciation podcast. That's what I'm going to put it forward as from now on. This is currently everything Star Trek. Just check the flipping uh, artwork on the podcast. It's me on the bridge of the Enterprise D with a Starfleet uniform on. But I want to take this podcast beyond Star Trek at some point like we've got a mess load of content to get through as far as star trek alone goes but i'm hoping at some point to go ahead and do some other stuff as well some classic science fiction shows so uh yes i intend to be here for the long run which is a weird thing to say considering it's been the better part of four months since the last episode but it is what it is um not going to give you any excuses i messed up but we're back and we're getting into uh, a little chat about Star Trek Discovery. The episode is from season one. It's called Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad. And this one here, for me, Star Trek uh, usually hits really great episodes whenever time travel comes into it. And there's a lot in this here we get the the uh, time loop scenario in this episode but um, in all fairness probably not one of the stronger time loop episodes from the entire run of Star Trek there's some other things in there like um, there's an episode in Next Generation where the Enterprise gets destroyed at the beginning of the episode and they're in a time loop and they have to work their way out of that by the end of the episode they get hit by an hour starship explode but uh i digress it's nothing to do with this episode but that is a fantastic episode of the next generation we will get to that at some point but uh right now we're jumping backwards and forwards between old star trek and new star trek so in this episode at the beginning michael burnham is facing one of her demons and that is to uh go to a party and socialize with the crew, something she's not fantastic at. Uh, Tilly's there with all her crew members, they're having drinks, they're dancing, playing games, and having a good time. Uh, there's a brief power interruption causing the lights to dim and the music to stop. Um, but that's more or less, uh, Burnham kind of takes that as you know, the, the ship has got these circuits to make sure stuff like this doesn't happen but it's, it's disco lights and you know DJs dropping the music in and out so uh, yeah she it just goes to show you how badly out of place she is in this setting uh, Tilly then approaches her to discuss her recent interactions with Ash uh, which included calibrating rifles in the armory and a shared dinner at the end of their shift uh, Tilly encourages her to give Tyler a sign that she's interested in him before losing her chance. Um, she then asks how Tyler compares to Burnham's older boyfriends. Uh, Burnham's not giving much away here. Um, asking how he, how she thinks he compares to Tully's boyfriends. You know, just puts the the question back at Tully, to what she states that. Uh, 
having an interest in soldiers in the past. She's now on to musician, musician phase. So uh, she's a newcomer to the crew, kid growing up, and uh, she's very, very childlike a lot of the times in the show. Uh, Tyler then, he's there as well. He pipes up and gives a speech to the crowd, honouring the... The people that sacrificed and died for the war against the Klingons. And uh, everybody, you know, has a toast. And then he approaches Burnham and Tilly. And Tilly, being as subtle as a stampeding rhino, decides to leave and let the two of them do whatever's going to happen. Uh, they're then summoned to the bridge and they have to leave the party. Uh, Tyler noting that she was saved from having to make small talk with him. Uh, Burnham's apologising in the corridor but notes that her experience with parties is limited in part due to the rank that she had aboard the, the Shanzu. Uh, she was the first officer of course and you know she couldn't interact with the the crew in that way but she was raised in Vulcan, she's a human, raised in Vulcan as well so you know uh, this sort of thing is completely foreign to her or anybody that was coming from that sort of background. Um, Taylor notes that this is no longer an excuse and Burnham then collides with Stan Metz, who is with uh, Dr. Culber. Uh, Burnham apologises. Stan Metz been uncharacteristically friendly, talking about how moments like that make life so gloriously unpredictable. Uh he then turns to Tyler and commenting about how tall he is and whatnot, and uh, yeah, complimenting him on how grounded he is despite the his torture by the Klingons. Of course, we've seen that in the episode "Choose Your Pain." Colbert apologizes for Stamets' behavior, which causes Stamets to re- reveal uh, the cybernetic augment that uh, Dr. Culber has developed for him to make the connection to the spore drive a little bit more comfortable. Of course, we did see in the previous episodes where uh, he pretty much got stabbed in the abdomen by the, the spore drive to uh, help him. You know, they haven't got the, the tardigrade anymore, so they need a, a human or a living being in place there like the supercomputer's mind he stepped in and it worked but at an extreme cost like it nearly killed him so Dr. Culver has created these things in his forearms where he can just like you know link in like a computer um yes so uh they leave head to the the bridge and uh where Saru noting an unidentified signal is ahead. Captain Lorca declares a yellow alert, but Burnham, she checks out her station and states that the signal is biological in nature and identifies the creature as a Gormagander, a space-borne life form. It's like a space whale sort of thing. And it looks a lot like that dog creature thing that was in the never ending story whenever it appears there's a wee bit of that appearance to it uh, I can't recall that thing's name but check it out uh, check this episode out then take a 
you know, Google the picture of that and never end the story, the big flying dog thing. And uh, you'll see it. I mean, um, she also notes that uh, it's health is compromised. Uh, Lorca cancels the yellow alert, adding that he fought Gormaganders were extinct due to hunting. Um, Burnham corrects him, noting that uh, their practice of feeding on alpha particles and solar winds often cause them to ignore the reproductive instinct. Uh, Lorca then, he's preparing to order Discovery to leave the area, but this creature is on the endangered species list, uh, which means they're duty-bound to help this thing out, and uh, they're required by law to uh, take the creature to a xenological facility. That's a flipping huge word for this time in the late. Uh, Lorca grants permission to do so. They beam this creature into the shuttle bay. Uh, Burnham's there. Uh, abnormal readings are detected inside the creature. Uh, it then opens its mouth and a person in a spacesuit emerges and attacks the Discovery crew, injuring and killing several. Uh, Burnham manages to call the bridge to declare an intruder alert. Uh, Lorca has the intruder confined in a corridor and calls for the situation to end. The intruder then shows who it is, and it is indeed Harry Mudd. Mudd has returned for his revenge. In this episode, of course, Choose Your Pain, Lorca and uh, What's-His-Face escaped the uh, Tyler, Ash Tyler. Lorca and Tyler escaped the Klingon ship and left uh, Mudd to, uh, you know deal with the whole situation he just was not on their side so they left him and he's come back for a wee bit of revenge on Lorca and the crew of the ship and uh, yeah he's got this uh, to cut a long story short he has this rest band computer sort of a deal and it's what's controlling the time loop. It turns out there's a time crystal hidden inside the Gormagander. We find that out later in the episode. But essentially, um, when he shows his face, uh, he tells Lorca that he, he's there to uh, find out what's special about the Starship Discovery and then he's going to sell it to the Klingons to destroy the Federation. Any, any chance the Federation has a one in the war is gone if the Klingons get the ship so he's going to sell to them and make a clean fortune uh, yes he's there for revenge um, Lorca notes that he doesn't see the situation ending with the loss of a ship uh, Mud replies and not this time uh, noting that he has the data he needs for the next time after stating that he'll see Lorca earlier he activates this uh, and I an explosive device. The explosion gradually spreads through the ship, destroying it. Like just they can't contain it. He knows what he's doing. Um, so then we go through a whole mess load of different scenarios throughout the episode, where we see the exact same thing happening from different perspectives, and uh, each time we learn a little bit more. And uh, 
the thing about it is, and you know, whenever I seen this happening earlier in the, the series, Stan Metz was looking in the mirror, and after he, you know, connected himself up to the spore drive, and uh, he walked away from the mirror, but his reflection in the mirror waited a few seconds, and then that left the mirror, and which repeated just slightly later than the real person that. So I was expecting some huge, big explanation for what was going on here, but we get it very simply in this episode, is because of the the spore drive and his connection to it, he exists kind of outside of the normal space-time continuum. So every time Mud blows up the ship, resets the timeline, goes through this whole mess load of scenarios to try and work out Discovery's secret uh, he is able to remember what happened every time um, having now the ability to exist outside the normal space time continuum Stan Metz this is so uh, yes we go through all these different scenarios um, whenever they do think they've got the upper hand on mud he'll do something different in the next you know uh, timeline let's just say uh, the next time frame whenever he resets this time loop uh, they're expecting him to be coming out of the Gormagander he's not, he's an engineer in this time and he's got the upper hand the entire way through the episode but uh the further on we go, uh, Stan Metz is fighting different ways to try and get information to different characters to make them trust him quicker. You know, he will find out in one loop. He, la- he asks Michael, you know, tell me something that you've never told anybody. So the next time I... I see in the next when the the time loop resets the next time I can tell T and you'll trust me straight away so stuff they got there and basically the, the big big secret she has is uh, uh, she's never been in love so uh, yeah anyway um, to cut a long story short um, Lorca I'm too late for that <laughs> Up near the, the end of the episode, uh, Lorca, he's on the bridge and he's overseeing the recovery of the Gormagander and another, you know, uh, version of this time loop. And uh, he's wondering where Burnham and Tyler are. Suddenly, music starts playing, which Lorca and Suri can't shut off. Mud enters the bridge and he reduces the volume with the computer referring to Mud as the captain. Mud beams Lorca into the brig and threatens the crew with weaponized dark matter capsules. And, you know, he's just sadistically using all these different methods to kill people each time. And uh, he throws one of these, it's just like a little marble sort of thing. It's dark matter, but it destroys you from the, basically the inside out. It'll eat you from the inside out. Uh, Tyler, Stan Metz and Burnham enter the bridge. But a force field present, prevents them from shooting mud, but doesn't prevent them using a capsule on Tyler, who's painfully disintegrated. 
mud. He then threatens to disintegrate the entire crew starting with Saru. But Stan Metz comes forward as the missing piece of the spore drive. Shows him his forearms. I'm the key to the ship. Uh, Mud beams himself and Stan Metz to engineering. And Burnham and Tully examine the Gormagander and the shuttle bay and discover Mud's ship as inside the animal. That's why it's not feeling well. Of course, it's got a starship on it. And it's got a large time crystal inside the the ship um, however they need more time to figure out how to stop the loop but Tilly points out that Mud no longer has a reason to reset the loop himself as he already has everything that he needs um, very smart of Tilly in this episode uh, Burnham thinks otherwise uh, so she goes to see Mud at this point he's in the captain's ready room and he's messing about recording his own little captain's log sort of a deal Burnham enters the room and while she's there he sends a message to the Klingons about their location Burnham then identifies herself as the killer of Tukuvma and points out that the Klingons would pay a lot to get hold of her uh, even more than for the discovery Uh is like yo I've checked the 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 crew you know you're not listed as a crew member off the score and she's like I'm not a crew member she was enlisted by Lorca as a crew member but she's not officially a crew member so she's not on the the roster essentially but the, the computer then confirms who she is uh, but before Mud can stop her she does herself an with one of the dark matter capsules uh, so she disintegrates swallows this thing she disintegrates painfully you know sacrificing herself in the hopes that Mud will reset the timeline one more time so Mud does do that he destroys the discovery to reset the, the loop when the loop restarts Stan Metz is able to inform Burnham and the others about what is happening and the crew's prepared for Mud's arrival on the bridge this time. Uh, to Mud's surprise, Lorca offers Mud the chair. Uh, Mud, of course, he doesn't believe the crew would give in to him. But Stan Metz tells him that it must end for everyone's sake. Lorca offers Mud a deal. He can have Discovery and Burnham if the crew is spared. Lorca doesn't want to kill his crew again, as he did in the, the Baran, the ship that he had before the the discovery Mud then sends a message to the Klingons uh, right before the time crystal disintegrates uh, once that happens he can no longer control time uh, it's you know this thing on his wrist uh, he pretty much the end of the loop he has to destroy this thing so he's got no more control over time uh, he can't reset the the time loop this time a vessel heals Discovery, after which Mud leads Burnham and Stan Metz to the transporter room to receive two people from that vessel. He's expecting them to be the Klingons, coming to get what they are going to buy off him. Um, it would not have been difficult... Oh, where am I at? I just jumped way ahead in my notes again. Um, on the way, Stan Metz tells Mud that if he truly distraught over... 
if he was truly distraught of over not having his Stella. Stella pops up in this episode. And uh, anytime he met Mud in the original series, you know, he's like, my beloved Stella, this, that, and the other. But he was running from Stella at this stage. And she's like the, the nagging wife that he was always trying to get away from. And this is prior to that. So he... Um, pretty much did a runner on them with all their money, more or less. And Stan Metz and the crew re, you know, uh, reconfigured a lot of stuff on the bridge, including the, the captain's chair to uh, do what they wanted to do and make Mud think that he was talking to the Klingons or signaling the Klingons where he wasn't signaling the Klingons. He was signaling Stella and her father, Baron Grimes, um, he's an arms dealer who has made a fortune selling weapons due to the war. Uh, Mud wonders how Stan Metz could know that. And uh, Burnham tells Mud, computer archives are non-critical systems. And that was the thing, they couldn't get any, anything that was of great importance throughout the episode to try and stop Mud. But small things Mud wasn't expecting them to use against them. Uh, yeah, uh, the computer archives, non-critical systems. Uh, he didn't take control over it, and now that his time crystal is gone, he cannot reset the loop to correct the mistake. Stella, his beloved Stella, has been looking for him, and uh, uh, due to the fact that he skipped out on a horror woofer diary from her father, uh, who put out a reward for Mud as well. Tyler arrives, which distracts Mud enough for Burnham to take Mud's weapon. Uh, Mud then notes that the Klingons are still coming, but Tyler tells him that, you know, we rewired the chair and our non-critical system, and you actually sent the message to the Grimes. Uh, the Baron and Stella arrive on board, and after some conversation with Mud, agree to take him away and keep him away from Starfleet. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much happens. You don't see Mud again throughout the run of this series, and uh, season two as well. So, I think that was the end of him for this run. And of course, season three of Discovery went into the future. So, uh, Burnham and Tyler at the end of the episode, the, the talk about Stan Metz telling them about their interactions during the time loops and Tyler notes that he's sad at having missed their first kiss. The discovery then goes back to its usual business and the episode closes out. This wasn't a bad episode. I enjoyed this pretty much. A good bit of humour with uh, Harry Mudd. When Mudd turns up, there's usually a good banter to be had and we do get a bit of that in this episode um, especially whenever he's getting the, the upper hand on Lorca and there's a as I say there's so many times that the the time loop is reset that you see Muds is he enjoys how many times he's killed Lorca and all the different ways he's worked out how to kill him and you, you get this uh, section in the episode where you see all these different times where Mud enters the bridge and he'll use a phaser on him one time then he'll beam him out onto space the next time so it's we don't actually discover in this episode how long they were in the, the time loop 
uh, I would have liked that to be, uh, you know, in that our episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation I was talking about there, where the Enterprise was stuck in the the time loop. Uh, we discover at the end of the episode exactly how many how much time they were actually stuck on this time loop, and you know, kept resetting and resetting and resetting, but you don't actually find out in this episode of Discovery. So I would have liked this just found out from my own, you know, my own peace of mind how long this was going on, but it is what it is. Um, again, probably not one of the the stronger time loop episodes that you got from Star Trek, but um, normally whenever Star Trek plays about with time you usually get something fantastic with it now we do get that again in season 3 where they skip to the future I currently at this point haven't seen season 4 yet I'm consciously keeping away from it until I actually do the run of these episodes on the lead up to it so um, I don't want to spoil it for myself but uh, yes it was an enjoyable enough little episode of Discovery and uh, you know I'm I'm here for it you know it's uh, I, there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground between new Star Trek and old Star Trek at this point but having said that uh, I have seen at this point I have checked out Strange New Worlds and it is flipping phenomenal it is very, very much in the the heart of old Star Trek. So we, we get episodic, an episodic series again. There's a, a little bit of story there that, you know, episode one to the end of the series, you do get something there that uh, affects Captain Pike, but it doesn't take up the entire series not every episode is like this 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 for it each episode it's something different each time like the classic series was exactly what new star trek was crying out for but again we'll get to that in due course that's gonna do it for this episode guys hope you enjoyed it and until the next one hopefully it's quicker than the gap you had between the last one and this one but uh until then Stay safe, and whatever you're doing, I hope you're doing it safe. (laughs) It's a lot of safe talk in this episode. Yes, stay safe, guys, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.